to Neither the Time Nor the Space, a podcast about Doctor Who and also the Sarah Jane adventures. My name is David, and as always, I am joined by the stony-faced Matt. Hello there. How are you doing, Matt, this week? Um, I'm going to apologise in advance because I'm full of hay fever again today. So if I found, if oh. I sound all snotty and horrible, it's because I am all snotty and horrible. Mm. Well, um... To, to, to add to matters, I'm just coming straight off the back of uh, a day at the w- at work, uh, the end result of which is that I feel like my brain has uh, been shoved through one of those old-fashioned mincing machines. Oh, dear. Oh. Just, um, it, it, with the nature of my work, things go in cycles, and, 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 and uh, back end of last week, uh, a document was published that about 100 people have questions for me about oh. so my my uh i've just been getting emails from from uh every angle like email from people who literally i've never had any interactions before ever in my life uh, and all I, of a sudden they're asking I, really difficult awkward questions i feel your pain I, as i've um, mentioned um i've got a new job recently and oh yes, a little yeah. letter went out basically saying by the way the new person doing this job is Matt. If you've got any concerns, here's his email. Just been not great. Yeah, just opens the floodgates all at once. Yeah, yeah. lovely stuff. Um, well, at least you feel my pain to some extent. Um, yeah, but don't worry, it's going to be a lovely evening's recording. It's going to be a hoot. Oh, I'm, this afternoon. I'm sure it will be. Um, I, I guess I. I I, I we'll we'll talk more in 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 depth about uh, the eye of the gorgon, which is the story we're discussing this week. Um, but uh, up top, I just kind of wanted to uh, get a sense from you, Matt. Are you regretting choosing to cover the Sarah Jane Adventures or not? I'm regretting telling people a few weeks ago and joking that that would be our final ever episode because they aren't going to believe me anymore. I've done the boy who cried right. wolf, and now I genuinely want to stop the podcast. <laughs> We've got a lot more of this to go back. Yeah, isn't there like five series or something stupid? Five series. Five series of this. Uh, and also four series of Torchwood, let's not forget. Oh, yeah. Let's just prolong the agony. I never thought I'd be <laughs> pining for Doctor Who to come back. It's better, isn't it? Can we say that, Matt? Can we just be upfront about it? I, I know people like Sarah Jane Adventures, and I will have nice things to say about this story when we discuss it later. But How? Doctor Who's better. How will you have nice things to say about this story? Uh, you'll, you'll find out. You'll yeah. find out. Um, but anyway, uh, before we get there, Matt, I think... We need to uh, dive into to the old A to Z. We've got, you know, a huge one to cover this week. Well, David, we don't, because we're up to X. <laughs> and uh, there's basically nothing from New Who, and there's probably some scraps from Old Who that I won't want to talk about. So I've, I've come up with a plan. What's your plan? Well, when I was thinking about the pod today, and yeah. I was thinking about how much I hate our listeners, like, you know, yes. you know the uncultured swine that listen to this drivel? 
Yes, I'm familiar with them. Yeah, so I thought instead I'd bring a bit of culture to the pod. Right. Uh, so I put a message in the WhatsApp group to our podcast friends and I just said, mm-hmm. without any contact, without any context, sorry, um, should David and I do a little bit of theatre, like reciting a script, or should we do poetry? Um, and Harry from Who Can Convince You has literally just texted me saying... Um, just do some poetry. So instead of the A to Z, David, um, I'm uh-huh. going to read Invictus by William Ernest Henley, if that's okay. Go for it. Okay, so. Out of the night that covers me, black as the pit from pole to pole, I thank whatever gods may be for my unconquerable soul. In the fell clutch of circumstance, I have not winced nor cried aloud. Under the bludgeonings of chance, my head is bloody but unbowed. Beyond this place of wrath and tears looms but the horror of the shade. And yet the menace of the years finds and shall find me unafraid. It matters not how straight the gate, how charged with punishments the scroll. I am the master of my fate. I am the captain of my soul. There we go. So there's a dramatic reading of Invictus in place of the A to Z this week. Well, I appreciated that, Matt, but I think before we move on, Oh, here we go. Here we go. Oh, there was Planet X in 1967. Don't care. We're moving on. Do, have I got who's for you? Matt, I just wanted to tell you, I have done the number, I've uh, I've crunched the numbers, I've done my research, I've popped on TARDIS Wiki. There are 145 pages for things beginning with X. Mm-hmm. So all I want you to do, Matt, is to just pick a number between 1 and 145. Oh, and see. that's going to be see. my pick for X. Um, 18. 18. 18. So that is Exit Bar and Restaurant. Let's have a have a look at that. The Exit Bar and Restaurant was a bar in London from which Jack Harkness stole a customer's debit card while on the run from the British government. It was advertised as being open daily. And that is a Torchwood spoiler for you, Matt. Oh, no. Right, so, so there you, you go. What was that? Exit Bar? Yeah. I'm just going to get a pen and With I'll... an X. Uh, can I have number 48? mine <laughs> number 48 you're gonna pick one as well okay right uh 48 Ooh, the xantha empire sounds a little bit more exciting doesn't it Not let's have a look at the xanth <laughs> are you ready to find out everything about the xantha empire matt oh go for it 
The Xantha Empire was the empire of the Xantha. That is the That's it. That's it. The extent of the page. Um, it, it, the citation is an audio uh, entitled Fear of the Daleks. Let's find out which doctor that is, at least. Uh, second story of the first series of the Companion Chronicles, produced by Big Finish. Written by Patrick Chapman, narrated by Wendy Padbury, featured the second Doctor, Jamie and Zoe. Right, well, there we go. So there you go. That's it. The A to Z going out, not with a bang, but with a whimper. So, yeah, uh, well, not quite going out yet. We've got uh, we've got two whole weeks left, Matt. Yeah. Where we will actually do it. I'm not going to read poetry every week. Uh, yeah, they'll, they'll be slightly... I, I don't think we're ever going to be scraping the barrel quite to the extent we have been with X. Yeah. You know, in, it's if you picked theatre, um, I was like, what What famous like theatre scene just features two men talking? And the obvious answer is pretty much all of them. Um, but we would have done a reading... <laughs> yeah of the classic scene, uh, Steamed Hams from The Simpsons. <laughs> that would have been excellent. Yeah. I would also have been quite happy to, to, to do um, perhaps a, a, an entire performance of Waiting for Godot, but... Uh... Yeah, yeah, no. I, yeah. I'm one for the classics, so Steamed Hams was my pick. It holds up. Let's not pretend it doesn't hold up. No, exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, there you go. There's. I tell you what, when I put together the supercut of the A to Z, which is already over five hours long, do you think people are going to be yeah. pining for X? <laughs> Who knows? So there we go, listeners. Anyway, that's that's the A to Z. Uh, this is probably a slightly abrupt edit because uh, the last two minutes have been taken up with me uh, uh, desperately faffling with technology. I'm, I'm, I'm having a bit of a nightmare day with, with technology today. Um, and I concluded that I do, I, with, with heavy heart, I don't think I'm going to be able to deliver um, Have I Got Who's For You this week. David. Because every time I try to navigate away from Skype on my phone, it causes no matter uh, all manner of problems with with our recording. So Matt, David, if the ball is in your court. David, in in a week where everything's ass over tit, I'm going to host. Have I got who's for you? Oh, what a treat, listeners! What a treat this is going to be. some spoilerific headlines yeah go for it well the first one says why doctor who's 60th anniversary is believed to be adding another classic character Ooh. and that is from cinema blend I'm... but then the second link is radiotimes.com that just says k9 is returning to doctor who 
This is news to me. I hadn't picked up on this. Is this just out today? It is. Um, ah, wow. And then the other option I'll give you is from Den of Geek that says, Is Neil Patrick Harris's 60th anniversary role really the Doctor's greatest enemy? Depends how much you rate the Celestial Toy Maker, I suppose. Is that who he's definitely, definitely playing? Almost certainly. I mean, I might as well. I, I, I hope people who who are trying to dodge sixty spoilers are just skipping this section. But to be honest, after after the sort of five years of almost deathly silence from Chris Chibnall during his era, he the basically anti promotion which took place. I'm quite enjoying all the little leaks and things around the sixtieth stuff. It it's nice to have a little bit of sizzle for once. Um. So yeah, basically, we've seen we've seen Neil Patrick Harris in costume. We know the sort of characters he tends to play, and most importantly, there was uh, a a shop front that was done up for uh, some location shooting. That is like an old fashioned toy maker's shop. Um. And it's uh, if if he's not playing the celestial toy maker, it's a hell of a misdirect. Mm-hmm. Is all I can say. Um. So yeah, I, I I'm I'm really looking forward to that. Canine, always good to have Canine back. Love that guy. Um. Despite myself, I'm excited for the sixtieth. I'm. I'm still. I'm struggling to come to terms with the whole tenant focus of it because that that seems to very much be be the case that that tenant will be playing the doctor for the duration of possibly multiple episodes around the 60th anniversary. Right. Um but the details of that are still very much TBD. Um and it's not that I dislike him as an actor. I just I'm it 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 wouldn't have been my first choice. If that makes sense. Yeah, definitely. What about you? How are you feeling about it? Oh, having watched Sarah Jane Adventures, I, I'd watch I don't know Peter Capaldi eating dry Weetabix at this rate. <laughs> I think you can do that every Thursday night on on Twitch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it'd be preferable to some of the absolute tripe we've watched. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. Well, I'm not. I'm not here to bash Sarah Jane Adventures yet. If K Nine's <laughs> back, are yeah. we going to get an acknowledgement of his role in Sarah Jane Adventures, and by extension, the K Nine Adventures? I hope so. Oh, it, I would find it hilarious if he came back and it was that god-awful remodelled version from, yeah. from the Australian... With an Australian accent. And he was just like, blimey, Australia's got giant turtles. Because that was the episode, wasn't it? <laughs> it was, yeah. 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 And he's got a little hat with corks hanging down. Uh, yeah, I'd love it. To be honest, I, yeah, I... I 
at this point, I'm up for whatever with the sixth DF. It's just like, yeah, go wild, do 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 whatever. I'm I'm just along for the ride. Mm. Um, it's uh, what what concerns me a lot more, I guess, is the the shape and tone of what Shooty Gatwa's run will be like. Because one gets the impression that he's not going to be featuring much around the 60th anniversary. Yeah, I think that's the case. It, that that seems to be what what is going on at the moment. That basically we've got these sort of tenant-led episodes as a bit of a bridge of some description. Uh, much fevered speculation as to whether he is playing just the 10th Doctor you know, and it's just sort of missing adventures, or whether it's more of a case of, like, it's some kind of weird regeneration gone wrong situation, or, you know, we we will find out. We will find out in, in, in about 18 months' time. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, I, I, I'm more I'm more concerned about that at this point. I'm I'm more interested in that in some ways than I am in the sixtieth. Sixtieth, just yeah, do whatever, have fun. That's what anniversaries are there for, isn't it? Yeah, pretty much. I don't know. I just yeah. hope. I keep saying this every week. I just hope it doesn't dismiss. Uh, you know. Jodie Whittaker and just kind of brush it under the table and we're just back to white men being the Doctor again for a bit. I I mean, well, long term we know it's definitely not going to be. Um, I, 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 I don't, you know, it, it's certainly fair to say that we've gotten more promotion around the 60th stuff with RTD than we have with the uh, Centenary special uh, with Chibnall. I mean, it's, what's fascinating is, is Chibnall and his team but basically have just shut up shop, you know. I think the edit's probably more or less locked on the Centenary at this point. Mm-hmm. They're not doing any promotion around it. You know, they popped out the one little trailer. Jodie Whittaker will probably pop up on Graham Norton the week before it airs and just say, oh yeah, we're great. <laughs> but also glad to see the back of it. What what an outstanding <laughs> and, and impression! And that'll be it, you know. It yeah. were great. It <laughs> that's what she'd say. Yeah, yeah. With her with her Huddersfield accent, which I absolutely nailed there. Yeah, ten out of ten. <laughs> um, but yeah, I. it's weird isn't it it's one of the abiding features of the Chibnall era for better or worse is that the promotion side of it has been woeful all the way through I'm sure I told you at the time do you remember uh, in the run up to I want to say Revolution of the Daleks Um, you know we'd not had any Doctor Who for like a year um comic-con was happening that year it was it would have been 2020 so you know it was all online they had a little panel put together um and i remember watching that live thinking come on here we go 
trailer for the, for the new year special um what you know maybe we'll get a title because at that point we didn't have a title for the episode or or anything uh and what we got was a single still image of graham yaz and ryan sat around a kitchen table <laughs> oh yeah i remember that <laughs> That was the promotion for that episode until like two weeks prior. Just utterly baffling. Yeah. Utterly baffling. Um, have we got anything else to discuss? What do we normally do? Not a we lot. Talked about our week. We've done the. Not a lot. Time. I think it's. I think we just have to. Except that it's going to be a short one this week, Matt. We can just, uh, you know, <laughs> bang out Eye of the Gorgon and, and, you know, maybe go and play outside whilst it's still nice and sunny. Yeah. yeah. Sound all right to you? Yeah, I don't see why not. Like I say, I feel yeah. absolutely awful today. I, I mean, the <laughs> listeners have probably noticed that I'm just absolutely disinterested, if I'm honest. You know when you wake up and you're just like, I don't feel well. Yeah. And that's how I've been yeah. today. I've just had a bit of a headache, you know, just a bit uncomfortable just, all day. A bit achy. Yeah. Yeah. Like you can't, you can't really blame any one specific thing. You're just not a hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. And like I say, it's X for the A to Z. What do you want us to talk yeah. about? Oh, I know what we I know what we bloody do. Listener what? listener tweets. Oh, right, yeah. I suppose we'd better. Oh god. I'll tell you what as well. You know, if if maybe they they can make up for our lack of enthusiasm this week. Well, I'll tell you what, one tweet in particular, let me pull it up. Let me pull it up. I've got a message from Ariel who said, yeah. usually there's more of a heads up about people like me saying, this is the episode this week. It's Wednesday every week. I put it up on Wednesday. I don't watch the episode on Wednesday. I just pretend I am. All right? I watch it Saturday morning. <laughs> and then I retweet it Saturday morning. Don't tell me. I haven't been putting messages up, okay? I've got a little timer on my phone that reminds me to. Okay. Maybe yeah. stop watching so much Doctor Who and read some poetry like a classy gentleman like I am. Right. Uh, let me load some tweets. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, for God's sake, David. Let's just stop. <laughs> Should we just stop recording? Stop the podcast? I mean, but th then I'd have to earmark another time this week to talk about Eye of the Gorgon. No, no, no. I meant stop for good. Like, let's get a new hobby No, just stop for good. We'll go play snooker once I a mean, week. I'd be fine with that. Right. <laughs> okay. Right. Let's go through these. Uh, the first tweet, David, is from BT Flibbity Giggard. Say hello, David. Greetings, curator. Uh, BT says it's fun. Incorrect. I'm not going to read the rest of that tweet. Okay, moving on. Who can convince you? Says Eye of the Gorgon, more like shite. Correct. I will read the rest of that tweet. 
no idea, I haven't watched it, but it's probably a 6 out of 10. Incorrect. Wrinkly none with a torch in a holes can't be more than 6 out of 10, right? Can be a lot less. Right, uh, X is for Xerophin, the silver morph suit men with slight elephantitis of the head. <laughs> oh, yes. What the, is that ti time flight? Oh, who cares? I think... Right, <laughs> next tweet is from Mark from the All of Time and Space podcast. Say hello, David. Hi, Mark. Uh, Mark says X is for Xerophin, so he's gone for those as well. Yeah. Uh, then we have James Swifty Swift. Say hello, David. Hi, James. James says, this one used to terrify me as a kid. I really like the concept of it and prefer it over the other two stories. Uh, it's, like, mm -hmm. it's like being the tallest midget in the village, isn't it? It's not, not a f grounds for a fair comparison, that is it, saying it's better than the other two. Uh, I, d I don't know. I think it's 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 a discussion worth having. I, I would agree with James on that, certainly. It's like saying, do you want me to slap you in the face or poke you in the eye? Like, I mean, is <laughs> neither an option? Right, then we have a message from Sonia. Say hello, David. Hi, Sonia. Uh, Sonia says, uh, I haven't watched this episode and I've got nothing for X. Great, top quality contribution. I, there I'm, the I'm going to let that slide because Sonia does often contribute, but that's up there in the realms of I don't watch Doctor Who. <laughs> I can't get Doctor Who where I live. I mean, to be fair, I don't. I wouldn't blame any of our listeners for just being like they can't be bothered with Sarah Jane Adventures, yeah. and possibly can't be bothered with with uh, keeping up with our pod as a result yeah like i said maybe next week if i'm not unwell but I i'm gonna wrap up this recording i'm gonna smash a pasta bake and then i'm off to bed right <laughs> Fair uh then we have a message from james courtney say hello david hi james who says it's an ancient earth myth but it's also an alien, classic Doctor Who trope. He then sure says, is. it also tackles Alzheimer's sensitively. Disagree. He <laughs> has a good stab at it. Mm, stab is probably the operative word in the same way that like a murderer stabs its victims. <laughs> sure. Uh, sensitivity is one word I will not be using this week for this episode. Uh, Fair enough. James also says X is for Zylock, and we'll find more about that this year. Uh, oh. Then, final tweet of the week, say hello, David, to Kimberly. Hi, Kimberly. Kimberly says, I remember watching some filming of this episode as they were at my local castle ten minutes away. It'll be fun listening by the end of the first series how David is doing battling his grumpiness for the series. Yeah, yeah David, why, are you, why doing, are you so grumpy? You'd never catch me being that <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I think I'm doing better than you at the moment. Yeah. yeah. So, um, I guess I don't, I don't really need to ask, you know, good episode, bad episode. Where, where you're rating this one sounds like it's just straight up bad episode for you bad episode this week just 
bad like Michael Jackson. See, I would actually go so far as to say good, some bad bits. Disagree. I, I broadly speaking, had fun with this one, which is not something I can really say about the previous two. Um, certainly it's the strongest of the three stories so far for me. Um, it seems to be settling in and finding its feet. Um, it's definitely still feels a bit to me like some sort of cheap knockoff version of Doctor Who. Yeah. You know, like sort of pound shop Doctor Who. Uh, and I'm, I'm hoping that that will lessen with time and it will really start to come into its own and become its own thing. But that may be something we have to wait until sort of series two, series three, four. Um, but for what it's worth, taken in isolation, this story, I thought, was a pretty fun little runabout. Mm-hmm. You know, with some interesting ideas in it. Right, shall we just jump into it? I think we'd probably better. Okay. Uh, so this is Eye of the Gorgon, episodes four and five of season one of the Sarah Jane Adventures. It's from the 1st and the 8th of October 2007, written by Phil Ford and directed by Alice Troughton. Yes. Has has Alice Troughton directed all of them so far? Um, Pretty sure she directed last week's. Yeah. Yeah. She definitely did last week's because I googled her, I think as I did when she directed some Doctor Who, to see if she's related to Patrick Troughton. And it's pretty much the first thing on her Wikipedia that she is not. There you go. Okay, so we open at Lavender Lawn's old folks' home, where a nun comes for an old lady. In the middle of the night, so the lady turns the light on, which makes the nun disappear. Now, that is a superpower later never seen by the nun. The character of the nun just seems to change all the time. It's, that's true. That's like, true. at this point, the nun's a ghost, but later on, the, the nun's just a yeah. monster. I, I, I definitely was. I was looking forward to ghost nuns, and then and then we we, we don't really have that. <laughs> For the rest of it, yeah. we just have sort of, like, um, vaguely Lovecraftian cultist nuns instead. Mm. So, Clyde's nan used to live next door to Mrs. Randall, he knows she's not a liar, so they go to investigate. Sarah Jane speaks to Mrs. Randall, who says the nun always appears at night. Not true later on later as well. Okay. Uh, I'm just going to read my next sentence verbatim. Yeah. Luke stares inappropriately at an old lady called B who clearly has Alzheimer's. <laughs> How are you finding uh, the lad playing Luke? Um, well, if I skip forward two lines in my note, Luke continues to pursue this old lady. She knows he's a bad one. Because, <laughs> um, I mean, from my perspective, I, I can't make up my mind whether the kid playing Luke is just 
not a good actor or whether he's intentionally playing the role really flat because, you know, he's this sort of... Is he just sort of fabricated, if memory serves? Yeah. He's still not gotten back and... Uh, don't, for, don't forget, Luke's got everybody's memories. Yeah. Everybody that went into the that. bubble shock factory had their memories put yeah. into Luke. Yeah. And so the end result of that is 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 a being completely devoid of personality. Yeah, if anything, it's got too much. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, honestly, I'll tell you, the thing I struggle most with uh, that, that kid's performance is, is pronunciation's a bit off. Like, uh, it's just... It's quite hard to pick up some of the words he says. I ended up putting subtitles on this week. Mm. I, I did just, later uh, on. I'll, I'll pinpoint the exact moment yeah. I did. It, 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 I, I felt like an old man. I was just like, what's that? Speak up, son. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, other, other than that, like, I, I, I think I, I want to be generous and say it's an intentional flat performance because of the nature of the character's origin. I really, really hope we don't have five series of Luke just being basically a cardboard cutout of a human being. Hmm. Because that is gonna get old. Right. Maria's mum continues to be awful. She comes to stay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I'm not not warmed to Maria's mum yet. I don't think we're supposed to, but also again, frustrating that we're given this character who we're meant to be, you know, have some emotional investment in, in even if it's only via Maria's relationship with her, but yet she is given absolutely no redeeming features whatsoever. Um, the staff lady at the old folks' home dismisses Sarah Jane's ghost concerns. Uh, B, the old lady with Alzheimer's, shows Luke this week's MacGuffin. It is a talisman. And he yes. takes it and she loudly proclaims, don't let her get it. Yeah. Um, Are you partial to a good talisman, Matt? <sighs> Yeah, I, I liked it the first time I saw it. The subsequent 45 times have really grated on me, if I'm honest. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I, um, if we're going to nitpick, I'm going to say, prop designed on the talisman, too chunky. Ooh. Yeah. I, I would have preferred a more elegant talisman. The rest of the episode blows the budget on like CGI, so yeah. What you take just wasn't enough. Give with the other. Yeah. Right, Maria's yeah. mum is correctly suspicious of Sarah Jane and Luke. Yeah. This makes Maria angsty. Clyde hates old. Do you think people. she was justified the then? What's that? So, sorry, say that again. I was going to say, so, so you think she was justified in being sort of suspicious of Sarah Jane? Yeah. She's a grown woman. Why is she only hanging around with 13-year-olds? 
I mean, I guess it's valid. As lines of inquiry go. You know, I think through this whole story, we see Sarah Jane talk to maybe two other adults. It's a bit weird. Yeah. Right. Clyde hates old people. The nun watches him, Mm -hmm. and Maria continues to be angsty. Uh, You know what? I will say, I'm warming to Clyde. Uh, I don't know. Last week I I really wanted Maria, and this week I was just like, oh, I've had enough of you. Uh, it's because she was, because she was uh, having experiencing actual emotional turmoil, and you were just yeah. like, uh, just a bit much for you. Uh, but yeah, no. Last week, Clyde, I found quite grating. This week, um, I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I'm coming around to Clyde. I think. And I, I, I tell you I'm what, I've spotted I think this he's week here to as stay, well. So, when, whenever. Yeah. Whenever Sarah Jane and Maria say hello to each other, Sarah Jane hugs her all the time. I'm with Maria's mum. I'm suspicious of Sarah Jane. I think she's grooming these young people. You could certainly... You could inter- I, I mean, who knows? Maybe further down the line, that's going to be a story uh, if, uh, element. If, not, not that Sarah you, Jane that actually is. If you walk past me but, in the street you know, but, and I was talking to loads of 13-year-olds, Right, and it that obviously arouses yeah. your suspicion, so you eavesdrop. And I'm like, Oh, guys, do you want to come up to my attic and see my uh, supercomputer? <laughs> you know. Oh, I've got yeah. a robot you'd be, dog. You'd be alerting the authorities. Do you want to come see my robot dog? <laughs> I'm, I'm on to you, Sarah Jane Smith. Right, um, where are we? The old folks' home lady goes to a convent. Sarah Jane summons Mr. Mm-hmm. Smith. She asks him to check for the history of hauntings. And I like this. Mr. Smith just snitches on Luke and goes, he's got a talisman. But he can't <laughs> tell what it is because Luke's all secretive and weird and, you know. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Sarah Jane takes Maria to go interview B, the old lady. And now Maria's dad is all angsty. Everyone's so angsty. Okay, Mm -hmm. this is where I had to turn the subtitles on because the nuns at the convent sensed the staff member from the old folks home to go see the abbess. And it took me ages to work out what that word was because they were like, is it abyss? (laughs) Is it abscess? What are they saying? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, The abbess is quite clearly just a monster. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, Sarah Jane questions B. It turns out B knows the Sontarans. Yeah, that was cool. I wasn't expecting a, a, a Sontaran reference. Mm. We get a few classic references uh, tucked away here and there in this one, actually. And B says that she fears the Gorgon. Oh. A nun goes oh. to Sarah Jane's house to find the talisman, but Maria's dad scares her off. Uh, B tells Sarah Jane about the talisman. Yeah. It's all kicking off now. It Uh, is, yeah. Edge of your seat. So B tells Sarah Jane uh, that the nuns protect the Gorgon. So Sarah Jane goes off to research all about Gorgons. Mm -hmm. Okay. In keeping with the inappropriate attitudes of adults towards children in this story... The nuns approach Luke and Clyde and just kidnap Luke. 
which means yeah. Clyde calls Sarah Jane, who goes to the convent with Clyde. Maria sneaks in also. Like, <clears throat> say what you want about last week. At least there was somewhat of a plot that made sense. Like, this is just absolutely oh, nonsensical. <laughs> I don't want to go that far, but it's... Um... Like I say, it's 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 a it's a runaround story. Really, the the, ma- the main thing I really struggle with with Sarah Jane Adventures is working out who is where. <laughs> like one will be in a shop and one will be yeah. in the house, and then all of a sudden they're both in a park. It just like I can't <laughs> keep up with it. Yeah. It's it's just this this modern modern TV pacing for you, isn't it? That's the trouble there. Like this bit, Sarah Jane goes to the convent, I've just said that, and immediately she just gets shoved and locked in a room. Like, Mm -hmm. they're just, one minute they're outside, and then, yeah, we see her go in, but then she's just pushed into a room and locked in. I I, I was going to mention, when she is um, trying to sneak, well, not sneak in, but gain access to the convent. I did appreciate that she just had a wallet full of fake IDs. Mm. She didn't have flipping psychic paper. Yeah. I, that, that that was a relief to me. Yeah, because you'd think, oh, she's just like using human nouse rather than all the doctor's gadgets. But let's not forget she's got sonic lipstick. Well, I, was, I will note as well, I don't think it made an appearance this week, did it? Oh, it does. It does. Oh, did I miss that bit? Uh, yeah, I'm certain it does. Or am I confusing? Yeah, no, I, I may, I may have missed it. I may have missed it. Now I think about it. You know, we've always questioned where she got the sonic lipstick from. Yeah. Do you think it was Canine's little dog, Willie? Because <laughs> <laughs> right, they look like lipstick. Um... I mean, yeah, no, I, I see your logic there. Do you Matt. think he was, um, he was like, Mistress, Mistress, Sonic, <laughs> activated. And she was like, hold on a minute, I've got an idea. <laughs> oh, ten minutes with a hacksaw later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, just one of those classic um, scenes where she's got a sparker and a blowtorch. <laughs> Like a plasma cutter. Um, I'm gonna, Matt. I'm gonna go out on a limb and say no. Right. I don't think that's the origin of the Sonic lipstick. <laughs> right. But head cannon accepted. Right. Uh, they find a statue of the nursing home staff lady. Uh, Luke finds Sarah Jane, and everyone's back together. That's what I mean. There's no peril. Sarah Jane gets locked in a room, and she's like, "Oh no, how am I getting out of here?" Everyone else turns up 20 seconds later and just goes up. They're not even looking for her. They just blindly wander in. Yeah, I I do think the, the middle of this story, it definitely it has some sort of like weird pacing issues. Um, it, yeah, I, 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 would, I would say that's a valid criticism. Right. Uh, we learn the history of the Gorgons. The talisman opens a portal to the Gorgons' world. <laughs> The Gorgon wants to go home to die. 
isn't this yeah. exactly the same plot as that lion guy from Doctor Who? Where he's like, please open the portal, I want to go home. And when they open it, loads of lion men come and attack through it. Yeah, I mean, it's also uh, very similar to the Gelf in uh, Unquiet Dead. I barely remember that episode, David. I really liked it, as yeah. I recall. They're... Their whole thing was, um, please, please, can we borrow your corpses? There's only a handful of us. We've got nowhere else to go. And then when they make the link, all of a sudden there's loads of them coming through. And it's, <coughs> it's uh, I wouldn't go so far as to say it's it's something that, that Classic Who's done a lot of, but certainly it's quite a standard new Who trope, I would yeah. say. Uh, so Sarah Jane threatens to sonic lipstick the talisman. There we go, there's its oh, feature right. this week. Yeah. Okay. Uh, at this exact moment, Maria's dad walks in and just gets turned to stone. Oopsie. Yeah, that's what I mean. There you go. Hold that... on, let me just... Right, they're in... Yeah. They're in the convent. We find the statue of the nursing home staff. Luke finds Sarah Jane. Everyone's back together. We'll get the history of the Gorgons. Right. At what point here have they gone home? Well, after, presumably. Yeah. Just like she threatens to sonic lipstick the talisman. But then all of a sudden we're back at her house. Maria's dad's there and mm. so's the Gorgon. Like, I don't bloody know. It's all over the shop this I'm gonna, I'm going to be honest with you, Matt. I wasn't paying close enough attention. I, I imagine, adequate, right? I don't know anything you. about Phil Ford, but I imagine he's one of those like nervous characters that everything that can go wrong does go wrong. He's got his big meeting with RTD. He's got his beautiful script, and just before the meeting, he drops it and all the pages get scrambled. And then all of a sudden, the story's <laughs> nonsensical <laughs> and out of sequence. And RTD's just like, oh, I love it, Phil. I love it. <laughs> yeah, that could work. That could that could be um, an explanation. Right. So we're into episode two now. We are, I uh, think. Right. Maria blames Sarah Jane for her dad turning into a statue, but Sarah Jane just ignores all her anger and hugs her till she calms down. Yeah, I mean, decent technique seems to work. Uh, the thing is, Maria is absolutely right to be furious with Sarah oh, Jane. Yeah, right. Like, you know, and and it's slightly annoying when later in the episode she's like, "Oh, I'm so sorry, I got mad at you." It's like your fucking dad turned to stone. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> as as grievances go, that's fairly legitimate. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter that it was all fun, that they managed to find a magic undo button. Yeah. It was still, like, the sort of thing that would, would absolutely traumatise you for life. As, as a self-employed reporter, do you think Sarah yeah. Jane's got an accidents and incidents book for her house? Where she has to log, like, workplace incidents and accidents. And she just puts, I day 24, it. man turned to stone. Hugged daughter till calm. <laughs> right, Luke doubts the intention of the Gorgons and finds a secret passage. Because even though everyone's at Sarah Jane's house, Luke's just at the convent again. Just 
characters everywhere. Uh, well, is is it not the case that um, Luke and Clyde are still being held captive there? Uh, well, certainly Luke is. Maybe Clyde's not. I can't remember. I don't know. Right. I, I, I'm, not, I, I'm just muddying the waters here, to be honest, Matt. I'll take your word for it. If anything, all this does is show how little attention and care I gave to this episode. <laughs> I think we're both struggling a little with that this week. Right. Mr. Smith says Maria's dad isn't dead, he's just fossilising. And they have 90 minutes to sort him out. Uh, Luke and Clyde find all the statues of all the victims. Yeah, so Luke and Clyde are still at the convent. Um, I think they, they were being held captive and have been trying to escape. Yeah, I believe so. I think so. that's what's going on there. I believe so. Right, Sarah Jane and Maria need information from B. And then this is the point I've put. Sarah Jane sure does hug Maria a lot. Uh, She's a hugger, clearly. The nuns aim to open the portal. It is for a Gorgon invasion. Uh, but we see the Gorgon is dying and needs a new host. Uh, Maria tries shouting. She thinks that's going to help. Uh, oh, no, sorry. Maria tries shouting to help B remember. Not for help. Yes. To help B remember. Because I've heard, you know, that's really good for people suffering with Alzheimer's. Just shout at them. Yeah, just shout at them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Maria's mum commits breaking and entering. It's a sensitive portrayal, though, right? Oh, David. How can. Who was it that said. Was it James Courtney that was like, this is a sensitive portrayal? It was James Courtney, yeah. James. Do you know what? I haven't banned anyone from the A to Z this week. I might just block James (laughs) Courtney. I hate to see I how mean... he treats his elderly relatives. <laughs> what I will say is, by mid-noughties CBBC standards, it probably is a sensitive portrayal. Well, yeah. Right. Uh, I think Mar- that's, that's one of the things. It's easy to forget, in some ways, that this was made, what, I don't know, 15 years ago? Yeah. Like, a lot has happened in, in those 15 it, years. It, imagine if I went to, like, the BBC and I was like, oh, I'm, I'm looking for a studio to back my project. It's a, a family drama about uh, an elderly relative who is suffering from Alzheimer's. Uh, here's my test footage. And it's just some kid going, Nana! Nana! Remember Nana! <laughs> Nana! Where... What do you mean? Where did you hide the cash, Nana? Where is it? Just like, you know. <laughs> oh, dear. Right. All right, then. So where are we? Uh, we're up to the point at which Maria's mum commits breaking and entering and just lets herself into Sarah Jane's house. <laughs> okay. Now, I distinctly remember I didn't see the moment where she walks in, but... I did then watch the scene and, and she's just having a lovely chin wag with a statue of her then ex-husband. She she unhooks a partially open window and just climbs in through it. Yeah. She just Okay, so yeah, that, that happens. But what, what my point is, because I didn't see that happening, I, I, at first I was like, 
thinking to myself, oh, how did she get in? I can't, you know, maybe need to rewind, but can't be bothered. And then at the end of that scene, you see her just casually hopping out the window. You're just yeah. like, what is going on here? Like, uh, that whole scene is so bizarre to me. Uh, the fact that she just, she sees a statue of her husband in a stranger's house. She decides she's going to break in. And then she just stands there talking to herself out loud about it. And her her immediate conclusion is, oh, she must just have a crush on him. Plus, like, it doesn't, like, it doesn't look like, exactly that's... like him. That could be anyone. No. <laughs> um, but just the fact that she's, that she's just like, oh, yeah, that'll be it. That's a reasonable explanation. No further inquiry needed. <laughs> Like, she doesn't seem remotely freaked out. No. At all. Like, you know. You know when we used to talk about our spin-off show, Peter, the man that works at Unit? I- yeah. Imagine if when I moved house recently, I was like, oh, David, I've moved on to Bannerman Road. You'll never guess what I've seen. <laughs> just like, there's a woman who goes in a garden and just talks at the night sky. So I think the neighbourhood watches onto her because they just let themselves in her house and break in to see what's going on. <laughs> uh, absolutely baffling. But anyway, yeah. Right. Uh, Luke almost gets gorgoned. And mm-hmm. Luke Clyde and Sarah Jane are now captured by nuns. And it right. reminded me of the five doctors a bit when Sarah Jane climbed over that wall and made it look massively more difficult than it actually is. <laughs> She's a pro. She's a yeah. seasoned pro. Yeah, of difficult climbs over very yeah. low walls. Uh, I really, really hope that before the series is done, they work in a scene in which Sarah Jane falls down a, 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 a slight grassy verge. Yeah. Yeah, and then gives a little look to camera. <laughs> he needs to wink. be winched back up. Right. Um, uh, again, I'll read these notes verbatim. Yeah. Maria tells B that Maria is the real victim in this story. Everyone is so awful, it's no surprise Luke begins to sympathise with the Gorgon. <laughs> yeah. Like, poor B is, like, sat there alone and afraid and, you know, shaken. And Maria's just, like, going, but what about me? What about my family? And B B doesn't even know where she is. Yeah. A sensitive portrayal. (laughs) I'm just going to keep going back to that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, B had been turned to stone by the Gorgon in the past and the talisman saved her. Mm. Um, so we haven't really mentioned, but B's husband was like an archaeologist who seemingly investigated similar instances to the Doctor. Yeah. Yeah, and had, had various run-ins with uh, Sontarans and whatnot. Mm. Uh, so, yeah. Um... I, I kind of wonder, like, is that is that well they're going to return? It, that's a pretty significant thing, I feel like, having this sort of 
character that's had multiple adventures of a Doctor Who nature. Yeah, and, and I, I, I like if that's a a well they dip back into. And I like the idea that obviously she can't always remember it. Like I, mm-hmm. I, I I'd say that's like an intriguing approach, but the way it's handled here is it's disgusting. Right. Anyway. B gives Maria a mirror, and Maria's just like, yeah. what, what do I want a mirror for? She's like, oh, you muppet. Learn to read. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. The Gorgon chooses Sarah Jane as its new host. It kind of just raises a finger and points, <coughs> and Sarah Jane yeah. shouts a bit. We haven't really talked about how the Gorgon appears, because it's not a traditional Gorgon with serpents for hair, no. is it? Because it's, it's not a no, Gorgon, it's it is a Gorgon from Planet Gorgonchua mm. or whatever. <laughs> yeah, so it's just this sort of wrinkled, gnarled old lady. And, like, the, the sort of snake element comes from these sort of, like, tendrils of light mm. that seem to emerge from its mouth and eyes. I mean... And so, yes... If, if I was mm. going to praise any aspect, maybe the design of the Gorgon would be it for this episode. Mm. I think it's pretty effective. I think it, I think it toes the line really nicely in, in presenting some sort of child-friendly horror. Mm. And, and like I, I think that's the, 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 the reason I had fun with this. And, and I'd say, for me, <clears throat> it's probably a solid, like, you know, six point five out of ten, whereas previously, <laughs> previous stories have been hovering around a sort of four or a five. Um, is that you've got a, a real sense of pulpy fun to it? You know, with with cultists and Greek myths and old archaeologists and talismans and I I don't know. That's that's all very much in my wheelhouse. So I was predisposed to sort of enjoying it, even if the story itself is a little bit slight Mm. and some of the emotional drama is a little bit forced uh, in relation to Maria. But um, I I do think it was the most solidly entertaining of the three so far. Right. Um, Sarah Jane is blindfolded. That way she won't turn to stone. Mm -hmm when faced with the Gorgon. Um, as it shoots its snaky tendrils at her, they move mm-hmm. uncharacteristically... I can't get my words out. They move uncharacteristically slow this time, uh, just yeah, to allow it. Maria to dive in the way with the mirror and turn the Gorgon yes. to stone. Mm. And we are like... Well, probably could could have done with a slightly bigger mirror. It's mm. <laughs> you know, what what if she she'd missed a bit? Yeah, because in the myth, isn't it like a polished shield? They polish it, is it up, indeed, yeah. up to a mirror standard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, and that seems to break yeah. whatever curse. The Gorgon had over the nuns, and that's never mentioned. Before. I, I will say, I think it. I think it also sort of breaks the pre-established rules. <laughs> like, if the idea is that it's looking for a new host, mm-hmm. how does reflecting it 
back on I, I don't know i guess we don't know all the ins and outs but to me i felt like though we were missing a step there and it was just we, we're going to do the myth again but of course with the thing that works with the myth is that it's it, it's very simple logic that the 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 gaze of the gorgon will turn you to stone you reflect the gorgon's gaze back at the gorgon and it turns itself to stone yeah you know if that then this but now we don't really have that uh, here it feels rather more woolly if the gorgon shoots light snakes at you then you can bounce the light snakes back at the gorgon yeah, if, if, if it's shooting the lights to the snakes specifically to take you on as its new host body, mm. then rather than it sort of just reverting and staying within its current host body, that sort of kills the host body well, and instantly releases all of its followers from whatever sort of hypnotic state they've been under. Two questions. I have. Mm, what would have yes. happened if the snakes got to Sarah Jane? Presumably she would have got all gnarled and withered mm. and become the new Gorgon. And then, here's some logic for you, David. This is where we tie it yeah. all together. We have okay. seen an instance where somebody adopts uh, genetic material from an alien race which possesses the power to turn into a light ghost snake is the Gorgon where the master gets the powers from in the Doctor Who television movie <laughs> yeah sure whatever yep. so we've worked out which yep. race he assimilates genetic material from mm. to allow him those powers it's a Gorgon Right. Yeah. Right. Man, we're really digging into the continuity with this one. I, I'm just glad we've gone over an hour with this recording now, David. <laughs> you feel like you can you can rest easily. I was worried. Some forty five minutes it would have been our shortest ever episode, but we're okay. <laughs> um Maria steals the talisman and saves her dad, who faints. Uh rather mm-hmm. than administer any medical aid they just dump him in the garden unconscious yeah my th- my abiding thought here was at least pop him on a sofa yeah <laughs> because that does not look like a comfortable bench to be lying at that angle on no maybe roll him on his front so he doesn't swallow his tongue <laughs> no dump him on a garden bench and skedaddle right I've got four more lines of notes, David. I'm just going to power through all of yeah. them. Go it, go for it. Uh, Maria apologises for being so angsty. Her mum looks for the statue, mm-hmm. but they all deceive her like a pack of bastards. Maria exiles her <laughs> mum from Bannerman Road forever. Maria believes she can cure <laughs> Alzheimer's with the talisman. The end. Oh, she can't though. It's worth pointing that out. Yeah. They give it a go and she doesn't. But, like, everything in the ending is wrong. So her mum is like, oh, I've seen this. And they all just go, "Uh, what are you actually talking about? We've been here the whole time doing homework. That is a lie. Yeah, just gas, just gaslight her. And then, yeah, and then they, yeah, they kind of laugh at how stupid she is. But actually, she's Mm -hmm. right. 
And then, um, and then her daughter, Maria, just goes, uh, why don't you leave and never, ever come back? <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I'm with Luke. I began to sympathise with the Gorgon in this story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For, oh, um, David, so this was bad. I don't know. Like I say, I I, I can't. I can't. I'm not going to claim it is the best thing we've ever watched. Um, but I had a reasonable amount of fun with it, and I'm hopeful that that trend will continue into it, next week. I, I hope that's not because you were laughing at the elderly and those less fortunate than yourself. <laughs> I hope that wasn't the joy you administered from here. It was not. It was not. Um, but anyway, as we've established, um, I, I, I'm struggling with looking things up on, on any t- sort of device today. So, uh, Matt, could you do me the honours of telling us what we are going to be watching next week? Uh, I will. So, this was Eye of the Gorgon. Next week, David, we will be watching Warriors of Kudlak. Ooh. Could be anything. Um, I imagine reckon? it's is it warriors be, is from it... the planet Kublak. Yeah, it could be, but it could be like a warrior race we've we've met before. Could be the Sycorax. Yeah. Imagine if they I don't know. Make I, I'm glad it's like warriors. I don't want it just to be people investigating old people in a little town. I mean, you say that. It is almost going to be certain. I, I would put good money on it being about four blokes in cost. Excuse me, four blokes in costumes, toting, you know, Nerf gun style laser weapons. Probably like marching down a high street. <laughs> yeah, you know, you're not just, far wrong. Just you know. Just, just stomping into a branch of curries, taking the deputy manager hostage. Yeah, you know, this is unfortunately one of the limitations of doing a Doctor Who series where there is no TARDIS. And you are stuck on present day Earth. Maria's mum will see all this happen, and at the end, everyone will be like, "What are you talking about? God, <laughs> you, 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 daft." They don't. They really do. Like, uh, yeah, I've I've complained about how they 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 portray Maria's mum with with no redeeming qualities, but it also does kind of bother me that like that that they they're just like oh she's just so dumb you know yeah like, it seems it, there is a there is a cruelty to it. That makes me want to sympathise with her, but then they give me no reason to sympathise with her other than the fact that everyone is sort of mean to her. Yeah. Um, oh, I don't know. I, I It's genuinely, it's one of the my biggest sticking points with the series so far, is that I cannot figure out how the, the series wants me to feel about Maria's mum. Yeah, like, her heart's in the right place. Is it though? Well, she just wants to, think to be that? close because to her it daughter. doesn't seem to be. Yeah. Ah, oh, I don't know. Um, I, it, maybe we'll find out next week. 
But anyway, so Warriors of the Kudluk, was it? It is, yeah. Mm. Um, Looking forward to that. Before we go, I'll probably just say sorry for this yeah. episode. Sorry, everyone. I don't know. I think it's better than you than than, than you 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 uh, make it out to be. We've had fun, haven't we? I've had fun. Oh no, I meant this episode of the pod. Like I've been in a foul mood. I'm grumpy. I'm tired. I'm hungry. Like, <laughs> just, just sorry. Well, well, it's 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 over and done with now. Yeah. You can you can rest. I can rest now. <laughs> right. As I'm off to go smash a pasta bake. So. Enjoy that. Good luck. I want. I want details next week. We're not bringing meal of the week back, but well, I want details of the pasta one. bake. <laughs> yeah. Right. Send us home. All right. Until then, uh, thank you as always, listeners, uh, for joining us. And until next time, cheerio. Bye now. Thank you for listening to Neither the Time Nor the Space. If you wish to contact us, our email address is timenorspacepod at gmail.com and on Twitter we are at timenorspacepod. And thank you to Alexander Urban for his smashing arrangement of the Doctor Who theme.